1: We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way and get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. This is a slot we uh, have on a Friday uh, for Greyhound Racing New Zealand and uh, news and promotion about uh, upcoming events, etc. But today we have to take a slightly different angle on it and uh, Glenda Hughes, the CEO of GRNZ is with us now to talk a little bit about the the new damning allegations that have been uh, in the media uh, over the last few days and uh, about the greyhound racing industry. Uh, Among the stories first reported by NewsHub, are reports that the prolific South Island trainer John McInerney has been charged by the Racing Integrity Board over racing a dog while it was injured. Stories also claim up to 300 warnings have been issued to greyhound trainers for health and welfare failures in the last year—it's troubling news for the industry. It's a constant fight that uh, they are up against, and to talk it about uh, a wee bit this morning on behalf of the industry is the CEO, as I said, Glenda Hughes. Uh, Glenda, good morning to you. It's been a long time. It has been a long time, Smitty. <laughs> it has. Uh, you, you, you've worn so many, so many hats over the years, Glenda, and. Um, this one, I understand you're about to take off as well and move on to, to greener pastures as such, but before you do, um, you have to speak on behalf of these allegations, I'm sure.
0: Yes. Um, the first thing that I would like to make extremely clear is that um, this, uh, the combination of uh, conflating my resignation with this particular incident is absolutely wrong. I, um, I originally took this job on to six months, Then as a result of COVID and the requirement of the government for the review, I offered to stay on during that time (coughs) to assist them through the review and to deal with COVID. And I told them last year that I would be finishing at the end of this year. Uh, We announced the resignation purely and simply. And it was, I know people won't believe it, but it was a coincidence uh, because we want to get someone else in that can work with me for the final six months because Contrary to a lot of people's belief, it's quite a complex industry um, with a, a, a complete diverse group of people to deal with and um, and animal welfare is really important. So I'm sorry for making that clear, end, but does that, mm. <laughs> so that's the first thing.
1: No, it's fine, now, uh, Glenda. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. the second thing is the John McInerney thing, as you say, yeah. which uh, when you, you look at profile trainers, of the of uh, the the type, the caliber of John McInerney, you really do take notice. Um,
0: yes, and, and I mean, obviously, the the larger trainers are also always going to be the people that you will take notice of. I mean, at the moment, as you're probably aware, um, there are investigations going on, um, so there's not a lot that I can say until that the actual those investigations are actually completed. Um, so. You know, I, I feel dreadful hiding behind that as it might seem but I'm not actually that. that, that is the reality um, of the situation. So um, I, I believe there's been a hearing um, regarding the uh, one that you're talking about with the race you know, and what I would like to point out is that there are vets at the track that actually do check these dogs before they race um, and basically uh, you, so, so it was checked by a vet and allowed to race at the time.
1: Mm. Glenda, I, I, I wonder: Are there people, uh, or uh, do you have a, an infrastructure there which now enables you to have people to visit these kennels on a regular basis within yeah. your organisation? Before, before it gets to the Racing Integrity Board level, that's what I'm worried about.
0: It, no. So the kennel audit. The kennel audit actually has to be done by the Racing Integrity Board. And until right. the recent review, um, they weren't being... Um, the, the, and, and the change to, from Racing Integrity Unit to Racing Integrity Board, um, they were not uh, as regular or as robust as they currently are. <clears throat> so what we're doing is we're going through a change process. That so was interesting to me, uh, and I noticed that they did put at the end of the interview what I'd actually said... Um, the 317 improvement notices for 51 kennels, right, um, they include things like um, there wasn't a, a sign uh, what to do in a fire on the door. There was, there was smoke alarms missing. Um, so a lot of them were that general tick-the-box warrant of fitness thing. And if you look at it, uh, 317.50, it's about six per kennel. So, uh and I and and to be quite clear um, you know the as the RIB have said this shift includes um, far more rigor associated with the newly developed audit approach so that's one of the issues you know when you move an audit from one level to another level um, and they're finding that some some of the um, new ones are not giving the significant shift made um, and, but I do think, and this is the thing that everyone seems to forget, is that um, basically uh, we have not, in all of these audits, had anybody be reported to us that had a dog that needed any form of uh, veterinary intervention. We had some, I don't know whether that people are aware, but in greyhounds, uh, teeth are quite a problem with greyhounds. And we had some um, that the teeth, uh, that that was advised that the teeth get looked at properly or or harder bones get used because that actually improves the teeth substantially. But there was absolutely no intervention um, at all. And vets went to every one of those audits. So there'd be no instance requiring the vet to address any immediate welfare concerns. So, so
1: on, yeah, the, on the tr- yeah. I was just going to say on the track on the day, just to clarify, vets are there in their numbers to make sure dogs who are not fit to run don't run, yeah?
0: Absolutely. And, and I'm pleased to get the opportunity to actually front that one too because um, the SPCA keeps saying that they won't support us until we get vets on the track. We've had vets on the track for over 30 years.
1: And they examine every dog prior to race. Right. Okay. Well, that's cool. Um, <laughs> the other thing that uh, that comes to mind is the other thing that comes to mind here um, is the statement by uh, RIB as uh, Mike Clement who says it's become clear that they don't understand what the rules are. Uh, and he's talking about these people uh, involved in the industry. They simply are ignoring the rules. I mean, that's a generalized statement. Uh, quite an easy statement yeah. to make, but. Um, uh, when you've got that coming out publicly, uh, just you can see you can see the look from the outside. And you know the people oh. that are going to have, uh, have a crack at you, Glenda, they just wait for an opening, don't they?
0: Oh, absolutely. And that's why, a, I want to thank you, because they, the, the television did ask me yesterday in that interview about what was my toughest role in this job. And I said my toughest, toughest role was moving perception to reality. And um, the issue is that there will always be animal activists that actually don't want dogs racing, they don't want horses racing, etc. Dogs are the easiest target. And so uh, they they absolutely... I mean, I don't know whether you're aware, but we are the most regulated animal in New Zealand, is the greyhounds, the highest regulated animal. We are the only... Um, Dogs in the in the whole of New Zealand that we require vaccination for. No one else has to get their dogs vaccinated apart from us, and that was a rule put in by Greyhounds New Zealand, not by any external situation. We're way ahead. A hundred percent of our dogs that race are vaccinated. Um, we have a record now. What I would say that in the past, historically, um, when I sort of before I came here, and then when I did come here there was um there was a need for us to get data so that we can keep people up to date about what they need to know so we've now got a program that they get an email saying your dog is due for a vaccination on this particular date these are the vaccinations that you need um so from a point of view of them not knowing the rules the constitution and the rules is quite is quite big and some of the things that. Like I said to you, some of the things that they're talking about in those and they've called them improvement notices, not infringement notices. Um, and that's right. just things that that need to be actually just picked up on. And like I said to you, three hundred and seventeen fifty one kennels. Um, how many of us take our car and get a warrant of fitness and need to fix three or four things before we actually do it? So I'm not trying to under you know, underplay that there are some things that need sorting. Um, but I do think that currently it's really important to realise that not any of our dogs in any of those audits have required any urgent welfare assistance.
1: Glenda, thank you very much uh, for clearing up a a number of of those issues for us because it it is a worry. You also know uh, with your background that uh, radio and television have constraints, which means we have to go to a news break, otherwise I'd love to have carried on the chat a little bit longer but uh thank you for for coming on uh, and also uh, oh. all the best with your new venture and um,
0: it's great to and catch thank up thank you thank, thank you for the opportunity for logbook servicing
1: you can rely on you need to make the right choice you need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications for real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty book in or book online at repcoservice.com